All right. Well, good morning. I found it sound really loud, like echoing. Can you can you hear? It is loud. I feel like I'm yelling at everybody. <laughs> hmm. Testing. There we go. Can we? Uh, can you still hear? Okay. Oh. Fantastic. Nervous ticks that you can hear over the speaker. <laughs> so, all right. So this morning, um, we're going to talk about trusting in the Lord. There's Carmen. Yay. Um, so when you hear the word trust, what does that word bring to mind? Anybody? Nobody? Bueller? Trust fund. It's a choice, yes. Um, I immediately thought of two exercises that we would do um, at camp. And we did in the youth group. Uh, so the first one is you pair up with a buddy and you stand facing the same direction behind each other. And the first person would say, trust fall, but you'd have your arms out and you would fall backwards. And the person behind you was supposed to catch you. Now, they weren't directly behind you. They were, you know, a couple steps away. So you had that momentary feeling of, is, it, is someone really gonna catch me? <clears throat> um, I made the mistake of teaching this to my kids. And my daughter, who is so lovely, um, she'd come out into the kitchen and go, trust fall, and just fall, <laughs> and expect me to actually catch her. That is my Zoe, and um, yeah. I'm like, that's, that's not quite how it works. You're supposed to, like, never mind, okay. And she's still, trust fall, and she just, you know, slumped to one side, and I'm like, oh my gosh, <laughs> we're going to end up on the floor. <clears throat> So, be careful what you teach your kids. <laughs> the other exercise we used to do at camp, I know, right? Does that sound like my daughter? Yes. Um, it was a team building exercise. And so we'd go out into the woods and um, they had this platform they had attached to a tree. And so you had the person climb up on top of the platform and face the tree and put their hands across their chest so they didn't do any of this thing and whack us. And then everybody behind them, and you probably had like eight people, and they would stand shoulder to shoulder, alternating all the way out with their hands in the upright position, you know, your thumbs to the side, so you didn't break those either. And so the whole point was you had the person yell, you know, trust, there was a call command, and then they would fall back, and the whole team would catch them. Yeah. Yeah, and, and the best part was they made the counselors do it. So after we went through all the kids, because you're thinking, this is easy, you know, but you encourage the person at the top that, that you were going to catch them and that they could trust you guys to fall backwards. Well, then it was the counselor's turn, and you're thinking, these are all kids. These are all kids. They're all middle schoolers. Okay. And so, you know, you stood up there, and they could do it because you have that many people displacing. It's a, kind of a physics thing that happens 
but when you displace all the weight at one time, you, everybody can catch. So, <laughs> the, the <laughs> so, <clears throat> right? And while this, both of these uh, exercises give us a small insight into what trust may entail in the physical, um, what does it actually really look like in the spiritual aspect is what we're going to look at today. Um, obviously, there's uh, verbally, you know, there's things that we trust in. We've had a lot of that, ironically, pulled out, much as the Egyptians did back in um, Moses' time frame, where all those gods that they had, uh, slowly but surely, God said, nope, you can't trust this one, and you can't trust this one. And it wasn't until they got to the death of the firstborn that it, be, you know, it became a reality for the Egyptians, and it allowed a lot of people to go with them. But the Israelites were allowed to leave Egypt. But they, God had officially taken out every other god that they had idols to. And so much like that today, we've done some, God's done something similar with you know, our pillars of what upholds our society. You know, it's done it with our medical, our medical, the pharmaceutical, you know, our education, our government, and all those things that people would rely on would say, well, I trust, and you list it, it's effectively been shown that none of that has been in our interest. And really, the only person that is for us is our God. So... I'm very thankful at this juncture point in this season that we can stand and know that truth because there's many that are struggling. And they're struggling because they continue to think that oh, it, can't, it really can't be that. I mean, really, they surely wouldn't do that because they really have, you know, put all their trust in the fact of having somebody else do and say for them. And that's led us to, you know, the, the general collapse of what we thought were the pillars in our, our government, or in our nation, that were upholding us. When in reality, when you don't have God at the base of that, not, none of those are going to follow through, you know, do what they, we anticipate they'll do. <clears throat> um, when I looked at trust in the Lord, um, I came up, I ended up with two... Two definitions, and they're really close, closely related. In fact, they reference each other, and in, in well, not quite. Excuse me. Um, not quite the same as is, is kind of how they put it in the definition. Um, so, the first word, and we'll get to the scripture that. Well, I guess we can. Well, I'll talk about it first. The first word is the is batak, batka, and it means to properly to high for refuge. I was like, mm, I'm not really great on what the word high is, so I looked it up. It means to run quickly, um, but not without care or thought. It's to trust or be confident or be sure. And then the second word we're going to look at today is kushsaw. And it's to flee for protection suddenly, without enough care or thought, me, and, uh, or to confide in. 
So it reminds me of a, the difference between a calculated getaway that you are confident will get you to safety. So a simple form would be running across a busy street with a calculated maneuver versus running at short notice with no previous um, planning with the only thought is to survive or get away from the danger. And um, so if a gunshot's fired into a crowd, there's no planning to get away. You're just running away from, from the sound of danger. So that's kind of the difference between the two. Um, this idea has really been with me for about a month or so. And saying we trust in the plan and purpose of the Lord and then actually submitting our flesh to the plan and purpose of the Lord are obviously two different things. And as Gail pointed out, it's always a choice. Yet, that's exactly what has been part of the focus that Father is re requiring of his sons um, to be part of. And uh, I love, you know, Monica opened up Saints Radio with the same thought process. And I was just like, Lord, you're so good. This is exactly what you have all of us. Um, and then, you know, Pastor Ron's alluded to it. This is just like the, it's the behind the scenes that goes on when we are put in this place um, in this season. So trust is involved when it comes to submitting all those wild emotions that want to control and overtake our thought processes. Trust is involved when we choose to become dust before the Father and allow him to move us upon his winds. Trust is the foundation of continuing on this journey of sonship when it appears that the enemy has won the battle, even though we know God has won the war. Trust is involved when we choose to leave the futures of our kids in Father's capable hands when we don't want them to experience the bad stuff. Trust is involved uh, when we have loved ones who are walking through life-defining processes and we feel powerless to do more than watch and declare the truth of his word. And yet, that's where God's asked us and placed us in this time frame. So when we go to Psalms 118, this is the first time or the first place that it uses both of these words together, um, both variations of trust. So in Psalms 118, 8 through 9, it says, It is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man. It is better to trust in the Lord than put confidence in princes. And that the, they're, ba they're uh, similar verses except for the, you know, the last word, pretty much. Um, David, in writing this, seemed to be in a pretty tough spot. And so really, if you read this with the verse, with what I've put in there, it's, it's better to flee for protection suddenly in the Lord, in the plans and purpose of the Lord, than to properly run quickly for refuge or be confident in man. It is better to flee for protection suddenly in the plans and purpose of the Lord than to run quickly for refuge in princes or to or be confident in princes. So, if you read around Psalm 118, there's not a whole lot that seems to be going right in David's world at this moment. He was surrounded by the enemy, and he talks about them being like bees, which would, which would suggest that they're acting as distractions to David hearing the voice of the Lord. 
He also speaks of them being quenched as the fire of thorns. And yet David makes these bold declarations about where he's choosing to flee for protection without thought or care. This became his breathing to him, for David wasn't going to rely upon the carefully calculated ways or thoughts of man or those in authority as a sure refuge. And as we stated above, it's being in the midst of what the enemy is trying to convince you of or the diagnosis that's trying to define you. It's above what judges rule and dominate as truth or document as truth. And it's above what even your governing authorities try and limit you within their own good and sure ways of refuge. It's in the midst of all that buzzing is the ability for us as sons to recklessly, by the world's standards, flee for the protection of the plan and purpose of the Lord. In 2 Samuel uh, 22, this is 31 through 34. As God, or El, um, as for God, his way is perfect. The word of the Lord is tried. He is a buckler to all them that trust in him. For who is God save the Lord? And who is a rock save our God? God is my strength and power, and he maketh my way perfect. He maketh my feet like hind's feet, and settleth me upon my high places. And again, this goes back to those, all those words. You have God being that direct and distinct appeal to his people. Um, his way, his journey is complete. And that word, the word for word, <laughs> wasn't debar, but it's actually amar. And we've talked about this before. Um, but it's his speech and how he communes with us through his plan and purpose. And that is with his, um, then his speech is what refines us. Because if you go, it says um, that word tried is a refiner and the, he is a hedge or buckler to all them that trust, flee for protection. Suddenly, without enough care or thought in him. And I found, you know, this is always, he is that sewer rock and it's save our Elohim, that who is passionately pursuing us with all his heart. Um, it's a really great encouragement of a verse. I liked it. <laughs> but where we flee for protection without caution is to that hedge that is his plan and purpose. It provides, it provides because his journey for us is complete. There's nothing lacking for us when it comes to the Father and what he wants to accomplish through his sons. Psalms uh, 4, 5 through 7 uh, says, Offer the sacrifices of righteousness and put your trust in the Lord. There be many that say, Who will, who will show us any good? Lord, lift up the light of thy countenance upon us. Thou hast put gladness in my heart more than in the time that their corn and their wine increased. And when I looked up um, all the words that were there, um, it really is like a sacrifice, sacrifice of the righteousness. And, um, you know, I, I was looking at that. I'm like, well, um, you know, we are sacrificing daily, you know, our flesh and sacrificing daily our mindsets. 
so that we can have that vision of righteousness. Um, but when we run, it's that, that trust there is the batak, so that's the run quickly for refuge. <clears throat> in a calculated and, and confident way. And so that's always going to be, you know, our relationship with the Father through righteousness is, that, is what we can, with calculated haste, always turn to in the Father's plan, plan and purpose. The, um, I, I was looking at both of these scriptures and, uh, you know, was just seeing that um, uh, this concept of caution, uh, you know, speaks of, of hesitancy. Uh, it speaks of um, uh, noncommittal. And when that happens, the timing is thrown off. And... Um, you know, you can think of so many instances in, in uh, Israel's escape from Egypt where timing was everything. Mm-hmm. Um, they, uh, you know, they didn't get into the promised land due to the timing. You know, uh, they, didn't, they weren't able to take AI because of uh, timing. Um, they, you know, you look at, at uh, Lot and his wife, they almost missed it. I mean, the angel literally had to grab Lot's hand and drag him away from Gomorrah, uh, you know, in Sodom. But it was timing. It was time for them to move, and they had to move quickly and, and without reservation, without uh, uh, caution. And I think that is really a key into this trust factor is that um, when, when the Lord shows us or when we are put into a place where there is going to be uh, something that has to happen quickly, mm-hmm. we have to move quickly because if we don't, we'll be caught in a place that God didn't intend for us to be. And the, the effective work that he meant at that point uh, is postponed or, or lost. And, and so uh, this, this trusting uh, is a putting away of that caution because when it rises, it's time to move. We go uh, with entrusting in, in God that, that as he is, is telling us to go, we're going the right direction. Right. And it has to be then and now. That's a true, yeah, true story. <clears throat> I think that's what the, really what the trust, you know, either form of trust, it still is moving quickly, moving rapidly. There is no... Well, let me, let me just make sure I'm doing the right thing. I mean, when you are walking through an airport and you know you have to get to a gate, there is no let me look around at what's going on around me, what's that over there. I mean, you're like fully focused, fully moving forward. And nothing but someone walk, stepping in front of you is going to really stop you from your destination. I mean, that's like, but that forward movement is really that trust that we are doing spiritually all the time in the Father. Excuse me. I think, and this word righteousness here is not talking about the righteousness as in the will of the Lord. So we're not sacrificing that. We're talking more about justice, about our own, from what I can see, our own version of what justice is. And that's that's what we're supposed to be sacrificing. We're supposed to be sacrificing what we think is morally right, what we think is ethically right, what we think is fill in the blank, you know, and, and put that trust run quickly 
to his plans and purpose. And th- because then he says, you're even going to run into people that are saying, but if you do that, who's going to look out for you? Right. Who's going who's gonna to show you any, you know, any, gonna... any good, any purpose, any, you've got to take care of yourself. And it's like, no, no, no. <laughs> that's, that's why we want his countenance upon us. We, we, we want to find our, we want to find our, our refuge and our uh, abiding in him. Right. Thank you. Um, and when we do that, when we're sacri- you know, part of this whole seventh month, probably getting ahead of myself. Um, you know, we're being asked to sacrifice all those things that aren't of him. I mean, how many times have we talked about purifying ourselves, you know, making ourselves, as Karma had stated, you know, yesterday after prayer, you know, being sculpted by him. And being sculpted means, you know, having those things taken off, sometimes layer by layer. Even though we, you know, even when we think we've, we've dealt with that, it's like, oh, nope, there's another layer to, that needs to come off. And so, it's that continually going and laying down all of it before the Father and saying, I am trusting that your plan and purpose, no matter how I'm feeling, no matter what it looks like, is being accomplished because I'm submitting myself to that. And that's, that's kind of the neat thing about that principle of sculpting. If you've ever watched anybody actually work with clay in that way, not like turning, right. but as in sculpting, they're taking a tool and they're taking just fine little layers off and then they're looking back and, and adjusting and, and gleaning the whole picture and then they'll go in and take just another itty bitty thin, thin, thin little layer off. You know, and that's what he's doing with us all the time. Yes, it is that we're dealing with the same thing. But yeah. we're dealing with the same thing to get down to the very root of it all to get rid of all of it. You know, so that it all eventually, as it's being sculpted, is looking like him and not like all this other extra stuff that we started off with. Right. Well, the other thing it reminds me of, you know, talking about that word righteousness, you were thinking about, you know, the Pharisees had the way that they thought the law should be executed. Mm -hmm. So they added all these other things to try and keep the people in line. And sometimes in our own perspective of what we think is morally right or what is ethical, that we may see a situation and feel like, well, this should be how judgment comes. This should be what's going to cause somebody to realize the error. And God is saying, no, I'm going to do this a totally different way in my timing and my justice. I need you to sacrifice how you think it should look and just focus on that point of journey with me that really, it's kind of like, grace truth is grace you know moving forward to abandon how you think justice should be delivered for how the father is going to ultimately bring alignment and judgment and burning with his heart carmen mine goes with all y'all's and it's it's like when god's doing this taking off these layers like this it's like you can think in your head why don't you just take off the whole chunk but we know as saints that that is a timing process that he's using us. He's actually using our identity, our purpose in life that way. 
that's the process that he's using. And so when we talk to people, they think black and white in three dimensions. We think in eternal dimensions. Mm -hmm. So we know we're being prepared for something that goes on forever and that it's forming. That is the relationship that we're going to have with God. Right. Not a relationship with Larry and Vicki. And, you know, it's going to be a God relationship that we're going to have with everyone. Right. Snuck up on behind her. You know, and all of that to say, because all you guys had said, good thing is the, the amount of freedom that you feel when you're mm-hmm. in that trusting place of God's plan. Right. Then, then you can hear what he's saying and do exactly what he says when he says it. And there's no preconceived of, no, no, it's supposed to happen this way. No, no, it's got to be, no, no. And your emotions, so it's really freedom. Right? <laughs> True freedom. Yeah. It, it makes me giggle because, you know, we talk about the sons of thunder and, and you can see how in that, in their carnal, you know, apostolic fervor, they were like, let's call down lightning and, and burn the place. And Jesus is going, guys, no. <laughs> come on, come on. This is a timing thing. I need you guys to like, you know, we're, we're doing this little by little. We're not doing this as like bombing. <laughs> um, but I do know, you know, we kind of give them like, ha, ha. And yet, you know, here we do the same things. You know, we're not calling down fire and brimstone, maybe. Um, <laughs> maybe we do. <laughs> but it is part of that, you know, conditioning our, our minds, which is where the battle is raging always, to submit to our spirit men and have them rule and reign as our breath rather than that carnal that wants to rise up daily, moment by moment, and insert themselves. <laughs> I think it's um, significant. It's been mentioned, that, and I just wanted to, to highlight it, is that God uses where we are uh, for what's needed and, and how we are for what's needed. And when that is accomplished and then that is a fulfilled, you know, then there comes that sculpting. He said, okay, you don't need that anymore. You know, now, now you can move in a new way. And so that part that used to be uh, our buffer or our shield or our... Our go-to way to do things is now take it out. It's like taking the training wheels off your bicycle. Now you don't need those anymore. Now you have that freedom to to ride according to the balance that you've gained. And so through the balance that we gain in our relationship with the Father, we are being streamlined. Mm-hmm. We, we are being uh, like refined, honed to a specialty tool that is able to uh, move expertly in situations that we were too bulky to move in before. Right. And, and, and now, now we've got uh, a new agility. Uh, we've got new skills. We've got a greater measure of, of uh, uh, what God had in mind for the fullness of our life. Uh, and uh, we are constantly moving towards a greater um, uh, refinement that way. Well, it reminds me of, um, you know, when you, when you are hurt or wounded, and so you walk and you keep like a buffer, and sometimes people comes across, across as sarcasm. And so they use that as kind of like their buffer as to how they don't let anybody get too close, and they kind of keep everybody, you know, 
at a place where they feel like it's, it's okay. And then you realize at some point as you're on this journey, you don't need to be that caustic for, with people. Like that's not, like the, the reason why you were using that is no longer necessary because God's changed that position in you. And so then you're able to let that go and, and try and react a different way. And um, I know God's been doing this with me for, you know, years. And a part of that was, you know, I get upset and I could stone, I can give you a silent treatment, I could give my ex-husband a silent treatment that lasted as long as I chose it because I didn't have to talk to you. <laughs> and God was like, what are you really accomplishing? I was like, okay, so how am I supposed to respond? <laughs> but it's things like that that you realize, you know, <clears throat> a lot of parenting I did was out of fear. And so then you realize, why am I yelling? Because I'm fearful. Okay, well, all right, Lord, how do I change that? Because I hate yelling. I hate what it makes me feel like. So I'm going to submit this and see if I can try a different venue. And so it's always stepping back and going, okay, how can I move forward and, you know, get cooperation without getting to that point where I am at my wit's end because I have an agenda that needs to be accomplished and it's not moving in that, in that fashion. And so there's things like that that he's kind of revealed along the way that reminds me of this, what we're talking about here, which is that trust, realizing that you don't have to rely on those crutches of, that weren't really working well anyway, but they're the best you had. And then you realize, I don't really need these. So Lord, what's your new thing? You know, how's the, the better way to move forward in this rather than this broken crutch that was... Throw down your crutches and stand up and walk. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Boop. <laughs> Amen, to, Amen to that. <laughs> um, our next scripture is, um, I you know, was looking through, there's so many uh, scriptures talking about our trust in the Lord, and so I kind of looked at this and was like, well, you know, what does he promise when we choose to trust him? And uh, Psalms 34, 22 says, The Lord, this is the plans and purpose of the Lord, ransom our soul, or that part where we breathe, or where we're refreshed. And his servants, or our, his prophets, or his bondmen, and none of them that trust, that flee for protection in him, suddenly, or, and have that confidence, or, or that confide in him, shall be guilty. Um, this is another one that was kind of interesting because the word none isn't really there. So it's... Um, you know, we know that the Lord redeems our breath so that it can be that which gives life to those around us. Um, and we want to be those bondmen to his heart. Um, but I wasn't, I wasn't sure how the guilty and be punished perish came in when we flee for protection, except that maybe um, that's what happens to our soul when we, when we run to him for protection, is that it is, um, per it is punished and no longer that which drives us. In Psalms 37.3, it says, 
this is our other word, trust, which is the bakta. So run quickly for refuge in the Lord, in the plans and purposes of the Lord, and do tobe, and thou will be established or abide in the arets, and verily thou shalt be fed, which is, <clears throat> that word fed is ra'ah, is to tend to a flock or to rule, uh, to shepherd as associated with a friend. And I found that very interesting because um, Well, let me just finish the whole. It goes all really well together, so I'll just keep going, and I'll come back to that. Um, verse 4 talks about, Delight thyself also in the plans and purposes of the Lord, and he shall give thee, and we've talked about this verse before, shall all of thy heart, meaning that ability to inquire or request or demand. And then verse 5 says, Commit thy way, or thy course of life, that mode of action, unto the plans and purposes of the Lord. Run quickly for refuge in him, and he shall bring it, or make it, uh, uh, bring, bring it to pass, or to make, or accomplish, and that can be used in a variety of ways. And um, you, when you look at all three verses, it's really, it just kind of all brings them together because when we are running with purpose to the plans and purpose of the Lord, then your ability to do Tobe is going to be, is going to establish you in that histemi to be able to pat to uh, shepherd in tandem with the Father. And that in doing that, gives us that delight. And that, I mean, Pastor Ron's talked about sha'al, being able to ask, you know. And that ask is that ability that we get as sons when we're, you know, sitting at his right hand, hearing his heart. And then things that we're asking for are um, not... I mean, they affect the natural, but it's really more about his kingdom rather than please, you know, heal so-and-so. They're the things that are in accordance with his desires. Right. And his timing. And his timing, right. Yeah. So we make ourselves soft and pliable before the plans and purposes of the Lord, and then we can make those requests because we've been doing all of those things in verse 3. Um, go ahead. Yeah, that uh, that raah with fed. That's the word for um, rof. Isn't that the one for rofe? Um, the shepherd, where he um, teaches and trains. Right. It does go back to that because yeah. it made me think of uh, Pastor Ron's or no Mark's when he taught about the shepherd. Yeah. And his passage in Ezekiel, um, talking about you know I will feed my flock, I will cause them to lie down, said the Lord God, I will you know, search out any method in worship and prayer to strive after the lost, those who wander away. And, you know, thinking about that's, that's how we're supposed to function. You know, we're, we've been, it's like we've had all this training and now we're at this point where he's saying, okay, 
because you trust me, because you will flee to me, you will flee, you know, you will walk, run quickly in the direction I need you to go. Now you're, you know, ready to be my shepherd and, you know, go, you know, in this places. And we've already been established, you know, so it's more, more responsibility with the more knowledge we have kind of thing. Well, we've lived this. Yeah. This, this is what we've lived and it's what we continue to live and what we teach others to live. Right. And it's, it just gets more fine-tuned the more we live it. <laughs> right, and it becomes more of a, well, yeah, like, that, oh, I can totally see that. And we're not still scratching our heads going, what did they just say? I, don't, I got lost on the first word. Because back in the day, we all were like going, that's great, I kind of understand it, but I'm not sure what I was listening to. <laughs> and the reality being, now when we come together, we don't have to go over the rudimentary things of sonship. We know those. Those are, our, those are what we've been living and guiding ourselves. So when God gives new meat, we just are able to line it up exactly with what we already have known and go, ah, a new aspect. And there's not that, wait, wait, you know. We, know we do. We know how to multiply. Amen. So in Psalms 37:40, it says, "And the plans and purpose shall surround and protect them and uh, deliver them. He shall deliver them from the wicked and save them because they trust in him." So when we have, I, I read this and I'm reminded of how the Father's been leading me in the seventh month. And I think this suddenly here is reflected in how, you know, I've been choosing to deal with my own emotions. It has to be a fleeing to that safe place that's been carved out in the plan and purpose of the Father. Otherwise, that battle of our flesh that is always at enmity with our spirit will take over, even if it's briefly. And I think we're in a season where this has to be our immediate reaction. Um, now that save is really to be an open, that succor. Uh, it's a wide, free space. Annette had talked about, you know, true freedom really is found in that element of, you know, we've talked all along about dying to self, but it really is found in, in laying aside all our preconceived ideas and notions of how things should go and trusting the timing of the Father. Yes. It is because I think it's, um, this is actually giving us a heads up. It's, it's stuff we've known on one level, mm -hmm. but he's giving us a heads up to know it on another level where it's going to, it's just going to look different. I, you know, I can say intensify, we could call it whatever we want, but it's just going to look different from what we've experienced so far. And it's going to, it may feel very much more intense. I think it's intended to be intent because, intense because the, the enemy knows his time is short. Right. Um, but it's like, you can really see where um, it's, it's having that, that support structure of his plans and purpose underneath us. That's our base of launching. That's our base of um, standing. It's, it's our base of enduring and of, of everything, you know, of hearing. Um, that when we're, when we're in that position, 
And it's so ingrained, it's so much a part of us that it would be like yanking the rug out from beneath somebody to remove it. I mean, it would be, you would just fall. Right. You know, that that is what is going to deliver us from those people and those influences that are hostile to God. And that's what I think we're going to start to see a, a really uptick of, which is no big deal. I mean, it's going to look awful in the natural, sure, but what doesn't? Right. I mean, you know, but it's not about that. No. And that's what the whole trust factor is about. Keep on doing and, and going, you know, being, being I start to say drug, being, <laughs> being drawn, you know, deeper into those, into those aspects. I mean, this is why we're on this, in this new phase where he wants to take us and make us more precise, you know, and, and, and really have a, an even deeper understanding, things that we looked at scripture before, or we looked at a, a vision he gave us or a dream, and we went instantly to so-and-so and said, well, I've, I've really got some, I want to open some doors into something even deeper than what you've considered before. And what you considered before was good, and it got you to this point, but now we have to go deeper because everything else around us is going to be opposing us in a deeper way. And so you've got to be able to stand in the midst of that and still stay true to what your mission is. Amen. And it really has been this, you know, this last two years for me has been, has been rough in the fact of you just watch people. It, I, it's hard for me to watch people do things that are unnecessarily unnecessary. And in that unnecessary, they harm themselves even more. And you just think, I mean, it, and I, I wasn't there. I was, you know, it made me mad. It made me irritated. I'm just like, what in the world? You know, and it's like, and I don't, and in the whole process, I'm going, Lord, I know I've got to have a better, a better handle on this because Stephen was not sitting there going, why are you stoning me? What is your problem? No, his whole focus was, was on. You know you're condemning yourself to hell, right? <laughs> I mean, his whole focus was on the Father. That's, what he, that's what he, where his eyes were drawn. And so it, it, it made no matter to him that Saul was standing there holding coats when he should have been you know, stopping this. You know, he wasn't thinking about the injustice of that. He wasn't thinking about the injustice of he really didn't deserve this sentence at all. I mean, that wasn't. And I thought, Lord, that's why, you know, I'm thankful that we, you know, We've learned about the fast of the fifth, sixth, or fourth, fifth, and seventh month, tenth months. I'm glad that he carves those out for us because in the beginning it was like, okay, more fasting. We're at another month of fasting. And now it's almost like, you know what, Lord, I, look at your timing. Like, how do you do this every time? You know, this is exactly what I need right now because without it, I mean, running around like a chicken with my head cut off still, you know, and that's not helpful for anybody, um, especially in the kingdom. But it really does. It just, I don't know. It's, it's so neat how God continues to reveal to us how we can be more like him and not just love everybody, but more like him in that what we... <laughs> Where our thought process goes is first to his heart, his perspective, his plan and purpose, rather than the current circumstances or the unfairness or injustice. Not saying that it doesn't try and crop up, but we know exactly now how to squash it down and go, yeah, and who's in control? 
God is. Amen. Answer Jesus. Answer Jesus. Jesus, that's right. <laughs> Jesus. Um, Go, you explain it. And I'll wait. Go ahead, Vicki. You first. We saw this sign the other day at a church that said, The answer is Jesus. And it just struck us kind of funny. It's, it's like, What are you having for dinner? Jesus! <laughs> Which movie we what, movie, what movie you want to watch? Jesus! What's two plus two? Jesus! Well, he's always the answer. <laughs> Sorry. It was bad. <laughs> Man, everybody would win. Um, so adding on maybe I don't know the the trust factor especially the one where we're running without thought or concern uh, caution or caution without thought or caution to this place that we know is God mm-hmm. his plans <laughs> and purpose whatever the areas you know that's that's being that keeps being built in us right it's something that keeps being added on. It's almost like a lawn upon lawn concept in one word. Right. And so the, the thought of, you know, I don't know if you said this because I didn't hear you, but anyway, I, I didn't hear if you said it, I'm saying. We talked last night about war, when you're in right. war, right? And so you have strategic withdrawals where you are, are running away from the enemy, but you know exactly where you're going to go. Right. Because that's, that's the last, this is where we need to go. We're, we're going to go this place. And you know that there you'll have, you know, reinforcements. You're going to be in a better protected place. But then there's the one where you're just overrun by the enemy. And you don't, you don't know where you're going, but you're just running for your life. And, I mean, we're going to have those kinds of times. And, but we know that we're running for our life to him. Right. To that to that place that we don't know exactly that place, but we know that's where we have to go. And that's just something that keeps getting built and built stronger, stronger, experience after experience that says, This is the answer. Dad Nebit. <laughs> I just wanted to reiterate too that um um you know the we have been given a new paradigm of what success is. Right. And uh, it's it's not built upon the appearance. Um, you know, I, I was thinking of the ambushes that you know God set up, uh, especially the second time they went up to AI. Um, you know, okay, they went back, and like before, the people of AI said, "Hey, we got them on the run." They came charging out as the Israelites ran away, and then all of a sudden they looked back, and their city's on fire. Right. You know, because the other Israelites had come in from behind and had taken the city and then came out through that front gate again and, you know, basically pinched them off. So it, um, it, it is strategy. Mm-hmm. We, we are part of God's strategy, and that's why we have to be so trusting because often um, he allows the enemy to feel like he's been victorious. And had had the enemy understood what was happening on the cross, right? It, he would not have allowed that to happen. And and so there seemed to be a retreat there. There seemed to be a defeat, but in reality, it was an ambush. And so we are we are constantly um, participating with the Father in in strategies that are beyond our understanding. And that's why we have to trust that what God is doing is absolutely the the 
you know, going to bring it to uh, uh, the place where it needs to be, uh, and that is that total restoration, that is that promised uh, uh, revival, that is that, um, you know, yeah, all those things. Well, and I think it's not any uh, coincidence that we've had this whole book of remembrance that he's had us look at in this, this, you know, last month, and I think that's really been, uh, you know, it's, again, as we've talked about, it's just really building up line upon line to this point of what he's going to release in this next year of um, truth and sonship. I mean, really, we're coming into a new year of sons, and we don't, we don't know what the natural has to look like, what the enemy thinks he has to have won in order for that breakthrough to be God in, you know, on God's scale of what he wants to accomplish. And so that's, you know, we do. We trust the Father um, explicitly. Um, oh, Psalms 125 um, speaks of they that trust, and that's our, you know, to run quickly for refuge, um, to be confident and sure, and, the pr- and plans and purpose of the Lord shall be as Mount Zion, which cannot be removed but abide forever. You know, um, the wilderness will not waver, but it will remain concealed or veiled from sight. And when we are placed here as sons, we most certainly can run with quick confidence in the plans and purpose of the Lord. Our trust in him must not waver. And as we partake of the mercy of the Most High, we won't be moved. We won't waver. We won't slip, shake, or fall. And that kind of alludes back to what um, Larry was just saying in, in that, um, you know, the, when, you're, when you're trusting, when you're running to the, the plans and purpose of the Lord in this way, it's not going to necessarily look fruitful at first. Right. It's going it's to look, just like the enemy is allowed to think that he's winning, it's going to look desolate. It's going to look ruinous. It's going to look like it's a disaster. And yet, underneath the surface, waiting to produce is all of that fruitfulness that's coming. And I think about, you know, Joseph's life. You know, I think the one thing that stuck out, I'm so thankful Stacy taught that because it has been one of those, now really, do you think all those dreams, you know, do you see, and I know that the Bible doesn't give us explicit diaries of Joseph, but obviously he wasn't stuck with his fingers, you know, twiddling his thumbs, having a, a pity party about where he'd been plunked, you know, being ripped away from your, your father and your mom who adored you, you know, um, being sold into a, a different country, no siblings, nothing, nothing familiar, and yet he decided, you know what, this is what God has for me, so I will, pr-, and everything he touched prospered. I mean, he was, he was expanding and being fruitful where he was. And even in that expanse and fruitfulness, he gets himself in trouble because he's like, yeah, no, this is a bad idea. I don't want to be anywhere near you. And because the wife was offended at the, at the rejection, she's like, yeah, I'll fix this one. And so just like that, she had him thrown in prison. Unfair, unjust. I mean, he could go down the long list of things that, again, 
He earned none of that. And yet he was like, okay, so now I'm here. And then there in that jail cell, jail cell, you know, he prospered again. He flourished. He brought fruitfulness. And he was then considered, you know, forgotten. But he was in where he was, he was doing exactly what God asked him to do. And I'm just, you know, it just, that kind of trust in the Father's plan and purpose is something that I continue to think about when we're, in, it's priceless. You know, you were in, we're going to be, find ourselves in desert places because as we've said before, God doesn't need us to go to the fruitful places. You know, those fruitful places, great, all right, and go. You know, <laughs> the next wilderness because his goal is for the erets, the earth, to be his footstool, to be flourishing. Not just the part that we've made beautiful. <laughs> and so, and it's hard because our carnal nature wants to go, but it's nice here and I want to stay. Well, we have to go now. I mean, that's that whole nobody likes change kind of thing. Although in our society right now, that's kind of all gone up in smoke too. So it's, it's kind of like that uncomfortableness has come not just to... You know, we've been walking in that, but now he's made the whole earth uncomfortable. And so now it's, it really, isn't it funny though? You think about it. The whole earth is uncomfortable. Why? Because God's got something bigger that he plans to break forth in. And you can't have that miracle without that need for it. And so he's, it, we've, you know, he's allowed this discomforting. You know, we've talked about, yeah, to spell it out. You know, that, that eagle makes the nest pulls out the, the down and says, nope, time to get out of here. And that's basically what is the Lord's allowed to happen, where all those things we were putting, you know, people were putting our trust in, we were putting our, as saints, we were putting trust in, even though we said, no, we trust God. But we also were holding on to other things. It's gone. There's nothing to grasp there anymore. And so, you know, we have God to fall back on, but it's really discomforting the earth so that those sons who are lying in wait to come forth have that opportunity and go, oh, this is what I've been looking for. So it's exciting. Um, one thing is for sure, we can place all, our, all of our security and confidence in the plans and purpose of the Father. It's eternal. It will impart to us strength and confidence, which cause us not to waver. Um, Psalm 125 reiterates the truth about not being moved. Those who place their confidence and security in the Lord shall be likened to Mount Zion, which cannot waver, slip, shake, or, fa or fall. And I say amen to that. <laughs> so what is our responsibility in trusting the Father? Uh, I have Psalms 40, th verse 3 on there, and it says, He hath put a new song in my mouth, even praise our word, halal, unto Elohim. Many shall ra'ah it and fear, and shall trust, run quickly for refuge to the plans and purpose of the Lord. And this is, not, is this not what we were talking about. But I found it interesting that that halal praise, that looking forward and giving him thanks for what's ahead, you know, those are, um, we're going to be those sons who halal that new song. And then we've been doing that, but as the priests and Levites, it reminded me of the, as the priests and Levites went out before the army, you know, our praise forward prepares the way for the miraculous to occur. 
it becomes a launch point for the victory that the Father has prepared in his timing. In Psalm 6410, it talks about the righteous shall be brightened um, in the plans and purpose of the Lord and shall trust, this is that our second one, our flee for protection suddenly uh, in him and the upright in heart shall glory. And that word glory is halal. When we stand in right alignment and flee for the protection of the plans and purpose of the Lord, not only will it brighten our countenance, but it completes and aligns our praise, our halal before the Lord. And so we're not declaring things that we wish would happen, but we're declaring things that Father's shown us from his right hand. Psalm 73, 28. But it is tobe for me to draw near to Elohim. And we just, we've talked about that this morning. I have put my trust in the Lord, God, that I may declare all that work, all thy works. And that, uh, that trust is to flee for protection suddenly. But it's in Adonai. And I, um, I didn't put that, what that one was. As sons, it's the goodness of the heart of God to draw near to him. Again, it's all about our relationship with him. When we flee for protection suddenly to that place of position that Adonai has put us, we can celebrate and then be dispatched by the plans and purpose of the Father. Because the, the works is actually malak, which is dispatched as a deputy. Um, they also an angel, prophet, priest, teacher. And we've been called to be that prophet, priest, and teacher um, and to walk in that as sons but also to partner with the angelic. And so in wrapping up, we have our, our verse that we should all, we all had to memorize back <laughs> when we were little. Trust in the Lord with all thy heart and lean not on thy own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy paths. When we run quickly for refuge to the Father, when we are confident ensure in the plans and purpose of the Lord with all our heart and we lean not on, on what we can what our carnal mind wants to you know understand and believe then he's going to direct our paths he's going to make it clear he's going to make it straight and concise and we don't have to you know twiddle our thumbs and think is that really God was that really what I heard we don't have to do that so father we just thank you we thank you for your truth uh, that we can read before us. We thank you for um, the confidence. We thank you for the encouragement that when we trust you, that it supplies every other facet of who we are as your, your saints and sons. And Father, we just ask that that continue to be um, where we stand, where we go forth from, and where we howl out in your praise uh, for the new things that you want to do. We ask this in your son's name. Amen.